0: Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body. And that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show.
1: What is it? Marty's, Marty's Muscle
0: Torium. Peace <laughs> and possible, truth at all costs. That's
2: awesome.
0: All right. <laughs> I, uh, I was looking for Martin Luther quotes, and I was trying to find something about strength, and I found that one instead. I was like, no, that's that's perfect. Let's do that. I wanted to call it the Knight George shirt, but I didn't think anybody would get the reference. Probably not, no. Yeah. But uh, the idea that Martin Luther, when he was like in quarantine or whatever, just like worked out all the time. And that's how he pulled the so, nun, right? He, I mean, yeah. you must have been looking real good if you convinced the nun to leave the abbey for you. you I know? never
1: actually thought of that. That's, I mean,
0: <laughs> he was doing something, he spent his time on something. She and was he wasn't the, reading all day. That's true. She was <laughs> the one who wanted to marry him, too. I, I know. Think. She was like, Yeah. Marty, I want you to be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> you got to respect it. You gotta respect it. I, I probably shouldn't say this, but there are a couple of nuns who like run through the neighborhood here who are absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but anyway, we are you are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is a broadcast. Uh today we've got Ben Reckley and Eminem the legend, Malachi Mortensen. How you doing, man? I, I'm doing well.
1: And um can't complain. You know, we got we got a couple <laughs> pa- I got a couple papers done. We both had a big first Corinthians paper. Comparing translations to work on. And I also had a science and our society translation. And these these are the two hardest papers I had in the the semester. So they're
0: out of the way right now. So I'm doing pretty good. So you're cruising to the end here. I can actually breathe a bit. (laughs) Awesome. How you doing, Ben?
2: Doing well. Doing well. My fiance is back at school now. She's student teaching in the area. Um, so it's it's been nice to have her. So you around. you aren't focused on homework at all. Either. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's gone out the window completely. Yeah, you you
0: your girlfriend's in quarantine, right?
1: Yeah, so I have been able to focus on homework.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your phone's not just blowing up all the time.
1: Um she's been pretty respectful of my homework time and I have been of hers as well. The That's good news awesome. is we've both been able to just like keep doing homework. Yeah. And, um but I actually have made quite a lot of time to uh time out of the day to talk to her. I've went yeah. up to her window and talked to her for a good 45 minutes today and i'm going to talk to her for about an hour uh a cool. video call so um tomorrow i'm actually going to bring her and her sister they're both quarantined together her twin sister and her okay um so i'm actually going to bring them coffee tomorrow that's awesome and, uh,
0: just to kind of cheer them up a bit yeah how thoughtful yeah what a lucky girl to have a guy like you i'm the, I'm the <laughs> lucky man i'm the no, lucky i believe man. it well and you should act like it you know yeah if you truly believe it, you should act like it. Mm-hmm. All teasing aside, yep, it's awesome. I respect that. You want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? What are you into? What do you like? I'm a big history guy, and um,
1: um, I I decided to be pastor track and train for the pastoral ministry, but history teacher has kind of always been my secondary and If I could do that, like that would be something I would do if I couldn't yeah. be a pastor. I would love love history it's just i i read history books as a kid actually not like yeah not not like actual history just kind of like kids ones yeah but like i would read those sometimes before going to bed just kind of look through all of it yeah this big american history book and i i loved it just loved learning about it and uh but yeah history is something i've always really 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 liked Good and uh, also big big reader too. And recently, especially, I've learned to appreciate it a lot more. C.S. Lewis books are just mm. wonderful, and he's my favorite author. Yeah,
0: well, that's about the same age that I think I got back into reading and things like when I was a kid, especially like Western history. Like, I would read, I had, like, autobiographies and biographies of all kinds of different people. Like, I think I read the Buffalo Bill biography. I had two of them. And I would, like, read them and compare and, like, nerd out and tell my parents, like, what the differences were and ask why they weren't the same and all that kind of stuff. Um And then, like, Daniel Boone and all those books about, like, frontiersmen and things like that. I, I just loved them. Um, and then and you get to high school and they're making you read stuff and you just kind of. But then I think my junior year and senior year of college, I read a lot of books. That's why I started reading Teddy Roosevelt too. You were talking about the poster earlier. Um, that's why I read like the Rough Riders and uh, the Rise of Theodore Roosevelt and um, Winston Churchill's My Young Life and books like started reading books like that and just like getting really back into it. Now I read. I mean, right now I mostly just read Greek textbooks. <laughs> but uh, as much as possible, as much as possible, I still like to read just like nonfiction all the time. Um, like, my last, my most recent phase was uh, reading up on the impact, uh, well, talking about boys, American boys in particular, but specifically, like, the impact of radical feminism on, like, boys in America. And it's, it's terrifying and fascinating all at the same time. And then you also get, because it is such a political thing, you get, like, into the, the deep depths mm-hmm. of all that, too, and, and really start rooting around. And it's, it's it, like, it starts to make more sense. Um, but it also starts to get way more frustrating as a Christian uh, when you really understand kind of what's going on and in in those circles. So uh, before we get started, Gustav may or may not join us. If he doesn't, we'll be sad. But if he does, we'll be happy to have him. Um, and we'll sure we'll get a ten minute explanation about why he's here and why he's late. So. Um, and before we get started, we got to talk about our sponsor, Burger Beard General Beard Oils and Supplements. We got a whole lineup here. I knew you guys have a whole lot of facial hair. You got a little bit. You can put a little something in there. Um, my favorite, my favorite scent is Deep in the Woods. I think you had that one last time, right? Yeah. Um, there's also there's sandalwood. Um, there's that one's also Deep in the Woods. That one's also Deep in the Woods. There's whiskey barrel. Um, there's a couple of other ones. He gave me. He sent me one that's like pine that he hasn't actually put out there yet for purchase, but that one's really good too. Um, but nobody likes having dandruff in your beard. Your girl definitely doesn't like having dandruff in your beard. So if you want to look good, um, if you want to take good care of your beard and keep your facial hair healthy, you got to use something like this, and it's a great place to get it. Um, Nate is a good friend of ours. He's having a baby, which is super exciting. Congrats to Nate Congrats um, to and me. your family, your growing family. Um, and uh, you can find that beard oil at... On Facebook at just Bricker Beard General or Google's, oh boy, um, what is it? Sites.google.com forward slash Bricker Beard General. I like you look at me like, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> I should know that. And I do. Sites.google.com forward slash Bricker Beard General. Go buy some beard oil. Uh, so our topic today is knowledge. We spend a lot of time on this t- podcast talking about developing our bodies. Um, we also have to talk about developing our minds. I really like the image of, like, the warrior poet, you know? Um, and the easy one that comes up is David, right? David was definitely a warrior, literally a warrior and a poet. Um, but it is important for us as men, too, even in the modern age, to develop both. So um, I guess the first thing we got to talk about, we got to define it first. So what is what is knowledge or what does it mean to have knowledge?
1: Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I mean... We actually just talked about it in corinthians too it was like difference between wisdom and knowledge and um one of the things he mentioned was like knowledge a lot of times is just kind of considered like just stuff you know in your head and um you know just kind of knowing um i had to repeat myself just knowing stuff that's important and knowing like various things and wisdom is actually like how you utilize that knowledge because some people have a lot of they have a vast vast amount of knowledge in their minds but they don't utilize it and i have a lot of a lot of examples uh, just from people in high school i knew like one of my friends really 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 funny guy really really smart like really naturally just a smart guy but he was just just so lazy and he let that laziness get to him he didn't care he didn't really he, he just had a really apathetic attitude and he has so much potential and uh you know he's in a ton of student debt living in You know, living with some of uh, his friends in college, he doesn't really know what he's doing, and just, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But he has a vast amount of knowledge in his head, but unfortunately just doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. And he's no longer a Christian, unfortunately. He actually lost his faith in high school. Thought he was too smart for religion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we can all think of examples, maybe not that extreme, but similar to that, where you have extremely gifted people who... Uh, for whatever reason, can't bridge that gap between wisdom and knowledge. And they're definitely related. Uh, It doesn't mean they're the same thing. What do you think? you have anything to add to the wisdom versus knowledge conversation?
2: A little bit. Um, Another thing that came up in class today, too, was how our Western concept of it is kind of the cliche is, you know, knowledge is the stuff, um, whereas wisdom is the application. Mm -hmm. Um, But we kind of talked how... Paul thinks about it a little bit differently in First Corinthians um, and throughout all his letters. He he thinks about it almost as the opposite, to some degree. Um, whereas wisdom is uh, not just the application, but is is. Knowing the the more so like the spiritual aspect of it, yeah. I think. And then, well,
0: and, and the first chapter of Proverbs um, talks about the idea of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and then knowledge. He doesn't even even though is specifically talking about wisdom doesn't even mention wisdom until he's talked about the fear of the Lord. Um, and um, well, he doesn't talk about. I he specifically says the beginning of knowledge is fear of the Lord. Um, and I think. The world is at a disadvantage to begin with on wisdom um, because they do not know the Lord. Um, And if you're going to understand the order of things, if you're going to understand the way things are, which really kind of is wisdom, right, Um, you're not, you can stack up all kinds of facts, but if you're really going to understand the world, if you're going to understand purpose, if you're going to understand all that kind of stuff, you have to begin with the Lord. Um, Why is it so important why is it so important to us to, I don't get, maybe why is that the case? Why do we need to know the Lord in order to know, wisdom, to know wisdom and knowledge? I mean,
1: it's the only type of wisdom that actually really matters in the end. And um, you, know, you could have someone, just think of like the smartest guys in the world and something like that. So, uh, some of the smartest guys in the world who are secular scientists or secular researchers or, um, you know, whoever they might be, or you can even think too of just some of the like most successful politicians. Many of them don't really have any faith, but they're really, really smart Yeah, and they have a lot of knowledge. They know their game really well, but ultimately that doesn't get them anything. Like it can get them power. It can get them success. It can get them money if they're lucky, but it doesn't gain anything. And, you know, true wisdom, which is knowing God, knowing the scripture, knowing his plan of salvation and, um, you know, you gain eternal life for that. And you know that's why it says like beginning of wisdom, is the fear of God, or the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can you have true wisdom without knowledge of God? Oh,
1: just oh, I am uh, definitely not true wisdom. No, I mean you could have wisdom, you can know stuff, you can be really really smart, and but you're not going to go anywhere. At least in the long run, you're not going to go anywhere. You can maybe go places in the short run, and you can admire people's intelligence. Yeah. I mean, for example, um. You know, I know Bill, Bill Nye, we kind of like the crochet that a lot. Granted, he deserves a lot of it, but he is a smart guy. He is. He is a very, very smart guy. But unfortunately, his uh, intelligence has uh, caused him to reject God. And he puts reason before God, which is why he doesn't believe in God. Right. And um, why it seems like he kind of goes out of his way to attack God. And um, when you think about it, really, like the a child who just, you know, accepts the fact that God is real and trust that their Heavenly Father is watching over them, trust, trust that Jesus Jesus loves them, trust that they're a believer because they were baptized, they're, in a way, wiser than Bill Nye, or wiser than these super, super smart people that don't know God.
0: Well, and you think about like the <laughs> the cartoon image of like the sage or what 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 word do they use for that? Like the guy that sits on the mountain top and the oracle or something like that, right? Where they go up to the top of the mountain. I just think of the Ziggy comic, comics from back in the day, you know, where he like goes to the mountain top and he asks him some question and the guys like, "Well, you should eat a sub or subway or something like that," you know, like um but those like even those oracles who are like the the mountain top of wisdom, right? And and what do they say? there's some vague like Happiness will be your outcome or something, you know, like I'm trying to even think of, <laughs> you know, like um, you just get these messages basically of like, we are, you know, God, or we are like collectively, we like goodness is all about like acceptance and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and that can make you feel okay for a while, but on your deathbed, is that really going to give you any comfort at all? Nothing. You know, like it, 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 it's just the foolishness of the world. I think uh, wh- when you were talking, I was thinking about CFW Walther um, when he talks, or no, it might be GK Chesterton. I always get them confused. They're both just crazy smart. Pretty sure it's GK Chesterton, actually, in Orthodoxy. And he talks about um, how um, like mathematicians never go mad. Mathematicians are just logical because they're making observations about creation, right? They're just discovering things about the created order, about the created world, and recording them and showing other people how to discover them, as opposed to like uh,
1: philosophers, yeah, philosophers
0: and, and people like that who are trying to take the whole world and understand it with a minute human mind, right? And they're trying to shove something that's, Literally incomprehensible and beyond reason and beyond thought, and they're trying to take that huge amount of information. Don't you? Know, don't worry about that. You know. No, no, there's something. Okay.
1: I, there's uh, There's actually something I want to bring up. Okay, yeah, you're you more than welcome. Okay,
0: so all that, all that knowledge, they're trying to shove into a little tiny human brain, and eventually that little tiny human brain, is just gonna break. You can't handle it, and that's why philosophers and and guys like that will go go insane they'll lose their minds they'll go off the deep end um, because they're trying to understand the incomprehensible they're trying to take a the god who created the universe you know even even greater than the universe itself they're trying to shrink that down small enough so it can fit in their brains and they just can't do it all right so what i
1: wanted to bring up and that was a great point and you know this has to do with it so this is an example i was just looking up his name because i forgot it we (laughs) learned in philosophy class there was a greek philosopher named Empedocles, I think that's how you'd pronounce it, um, and he uh, actually jumped into a volcano. Ooh, shit. And his whole point was he was trying to prove that the volcano actually didn't exist.
0: <laughs> Must but be a pretty wise guy. Very
2: wise guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like even even if the more you read about Socrates, like he's right, but it's also there's just a tinge of sadness to it. You know. There's a tinge of sadness because he he you can he just doesn't get it, you know. He does get it, but he just doesn't get it. And, and and you can even especially as you get to the the end of his life, as you're reading the things he's telling other people and the things he's saying closer and closer to the end of his life, you can tell that he knows that he hasn't quite figured it out yet. You know, like he can you can tell that he's starting to talk about like how I couldn't quote it. I'm not that familiar with it, but like the idea that um, there's still something more. Like There's still more knowledge you need. There's still more. And there's something missing. And I think that's the way the unbelieving world often, that's the posture they take is there's something missing. And um, when you see people like go over the edge on something, it's because they've gone all in on a solution or whatever that finally makes the world make sense to them. And eventually, it's not going to work. Um, and so when push comes to shove, they haven't actually found any answers. Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, why is knowledge key to the Christian life? So we kind of turning it back the other way. Um, talking about Christians and talking about true wisdom has to be rooted in knowledge. Um, so why is knowledge important for the Christian? Because you'll get, like, as you're thinking here, you'll get people that will say things like, okay, uh, a, uh, Anecdotal example. I once met a monk who I just have massive respect for. He's, his name is Father Ed. He's the um, headmaster at St. Benedict's Preparatory School in, in Newark, New Jersey. He's awesome. He's the, I don't know if you can say this, but he's the most badass monk I've ever met. <laughs> he's so cool. And he does a wonderful job of teaching boys how to be men and running a school. Um, but somebody asked him one day, like, what what books do you read? Um, that like have, have made you like changed your mind or what books do you recommend? and he sat back and like smirked and he said the Bible and that's a the perfect answer like it's a great answer right but it also isn't the only answer like it, you can't fault somebody for pursuing other wisdom and knowledge right um, So why is it important to go beyond the scripture is a given knowledge of God is a given in our in our circle right mm-hmm. um so why is it important to go beyond that why do we study history why do we study the world around us why do we study science all those types of things
2: i think you need to be able to communicate with other people um so if you um there's so many examples like take sports for example if you didn't know a single thing about soccer um but went to south america or latin america and we're trying to carry out ministry there. Um, you might struggle with with certain communities just because that's not necessarily all that life is about, but that's a huge part of their life. Right. Um, so then you can apply it to everything else: history, math, science, so many things. That's that's just knowing those things helps you to communicate effectively to to all different people.
0: Yeah. Well, I say flipping it on its head. Like if you went to you know France, and you're trying to give a like a analogy, and you start talking about the Super Bowl. They might sure. look at you like they'll know what you're talking about, but they might look at you kind of funny. But you talk about FIFA, and they'll be like, "Okay, yeah, you know," and they'll remember the you know it's like it's all contextual. Yeah. But you won't know that if you don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's especially uh, important for ministry. Sure. Um, but even outside of ministry, why is, why do you think it's important?
1: Well, God gave us this brain. He gave us the rational mind that we do have, and even though we can't put you know, rationality above scripture and we can't put that above God's word. You know, he still did give us this rational mind. And, you know, the fact that we're able to learn all this much of stuff just kind of proves that, you know, he wants us to learn stuff. Yeah. You know, he gave us this mind. We should use it. And, you know, learning more, the more and more I've learned, at least for all my years in school, the more and more I've appreciated God, the more and more I've appreciated the fact that he has given us the experiences and um, the, the ability to learn all the stuff that we have been able to learn. And, um, you know, you could even just think, too, just learning in history, you get to see how God's hand is playing through all these different things. Because with history, it's such a fragile thing where it's like any one thing that happened differently, the entire world would be completely changed. I mean, it doesn't even have to be anything just big. Like, what if, you know, the Nazis won World War II or something? It can be something really, really small. Like, what if...
0: Oh yeah, okay. That feels big, <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, like that would be a big thing. It wouldn't like even a small. Like you think about like um, I'm trying to think of. I mean, like if the Yankees had lost the 1927 World Series instead of winning the 1927 World Series, it would have a significant trickle-down effect to what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like it, it's oh, it feels silly to say that, but it has it changed culture, right? Um, it changed the way. You know, it changed the way you know people interact. Changed the way fans are organized. It changed the way NBC broadcasts games, and all of that has trickle-down effects, which we may or may not notice or ever appreciate. Um, but it doesn't mean that the Lord's hand isn't in it. I think that's like uh, extra, extra valuable is seeing the way the Lord, because you and I aren't going to see necessarily. Some people believe you will, but we are not necessarily going to like arrive at the end of our lives and be like, oh, I understand it all now. There's going to be a whole lot of things that are just a mystery to us on this earth, and we're also not even promised that they're not going to be a mystery to us in heaven. I just don't think we're going to care <laughs> when we get to heaven. You know, it's not like we're going to get there and be like, "All right, God, I got some questions for you. Why'd you let this?" I don't think that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to wind up in heaven and say, "Lord, I don't know why you did it, but I'm so glad I'm here." You know, um, like things aren't going to make sense in our lives. But if you look throughout history, you can pretty clearly see how different developments have have shaped and molded people and even like entire cultures for the good of those who who love him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's wildly important. Yeah. Um, I think the easiest place, uh, obviously, to see that is like Jewish culture, right? Um, and you see kind of where the Lord sh- leads them and is continually moving them. and And that's easy to see because... Um, God is actively telling us, like throughout the Old Testament, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. But you can then apply those principles to life. And especially as Americans in a country, like this is the longest period of time, I think. <laughs> I guess I can't prove this, but it's, it's the longest period of time in history where Christians have gone unmolested, basically, in, in a culture. Like for not even since, like, the Constitution was signed. But for 300 years before that, uh, Christians have been free to worship as they please in the United States or what even before it was the United States, right? And and whether, no matter how you feel about the COVID regulations, no matter how you feel about media, no matter how you feel about the separation of church and state, the reality is we still can do what we want to do unmolested. We might get a dirty look every once in a while. Somebody might make a rude social media comment, but is that really persecution? Like on a persecution scale, that's like a pinprick, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's such a wonderful blessing, and we oftentimes don't appreciate it. And I think the more we study history, the more we can appreciate it.
2: For sure. Yeah.
1: Absolutely agree, yeah. And um, and even for the other topics too, maybe not, at least not for a historical perspective, but just learning about science, learning about how God – has designed the world like you i mean we know god created the world in six days so i mean we're not obviously advocating like a creation science thing but we already know that we accept that just from scripture we're not trying to prove that right but like just seeing how everything is the way it is and just appreciating the fact that our god has created the universe the way you created. it i mean just think about things like time too it's just like stuff we kind of just take for granted but it's just like that's just how the universe runs yeah yeah Um, and it's just amazing to even think about even, you know, the fact that our, you know, our bodies are composed of so many complicated things where it's like one thing's off and we're dead. Yep. And yet they run. Yep. Um, it, it, It's mind boggling and you can't even fathom just the yeah. greatness of God.
0: Well, and you even think about like there's literally TV shows made called, like, I should be dead and things like that. We still can't, even with all the science and technology we have, we still can't figure out, really, how the body works in every way, shape, and form, you know? Um, And and, uh, there's there's always, you know, like those, you know, TV stories or YouTube videos or whatever about like I I was studying science to prove God doesn't exist and now I believe He exists and I, I don't doubt those like I I'm sure that the Lord worked through them uh, I'm not always positive that those are necessarily helpful um, I think they they make it easier for Christians to point and be like be lazy about evangelism just be like see He no. believes you should believe too instead of you know speaking the word and letting the Spirit do His work
1: exactly yeah
0: but um the more I mean, from a Christian perspective, the more you study the natural world, the easier it is to see our heavenly Father in all of it, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and it's a an depreciation for what He did, um, and yeah, you can't you can't prove God exists with this stuff. I mean, that's just not. You mean, you you can maybe come to a conclusion that there must be some sort of creator through this, but you can't prove through nature or through anything besides God's word, through the Holy Spirit working through the Scriptures, that you know God is a triune God and that. He became flesh and died for the sins of the world.
0: Well, and you look at throughout, and scientists would probably throw this answer away, but you think about cultures throughout history. Name a single culture which has, at its core, looked at the natural world around and said, yeah, this just happened all on its own. There's no deity here. You're know, like Every single culture across the world has had a deity or deities who created the natural order of things? Because it cannot, like, it cannot be explained by science. You know, we can make observations all day long, but it cannot be explained. The other thing that makes me chuckle sometimes, and uh, a lot of times it gets applied to like communion and things like that, but it also can be applied to science. Is um, you kind of look at you look at the things Christians will believe, saying you know like we believe that God became a human being lived an entire life without sinning, died for our sins, and then rose from the dead by his own power. But we won't, we'll believe that, but we won't believe that he can create the world in seven days. (laughs) You know, like we will believe that, you know, like we'll believe that someone can bring themselves back from the dead, but we won't believe that um, like he can manipulate traits and characteristics so that all dogs don't look the same, Mm -hmm. you know? or that he 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 can create the whole universe, but he can't create it with age. Mm-hmm. Like do we really want to put limits on God? Yeah, you can't. I mean, just the fact
1: <laughs> that we are even like of faith too. like there is no way we couldn't have become faithful without God himself interceding. And if he could do that, he could do anything. Right. at least that's kind of just that that's the way I look at it too. It's like we, as you know Martin Luther said, we cannot by our own thinking or choosing, believe in that Jesus Christ is our Lord. And you know, just the fact that he can turn us from these wretched, wretched sinners into saints just through his word. He he, he could do anything (laughs) if he could do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that lends itself to the conversation about knowledge as well. You see, um, history is the study of sinful human beings, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, And as wonderful and fun a lot of times as it is, and uplifting it is, as it is, to study Christians throughout time, like it's a blast to study Martin Luther, Partially because he's just so offensive sometimes. <laughs> like, that's, we don't worship Luther for a reason, because <laughs> um, he was a sinful man. Um, but, like, it's great to read those guys, but the vast majority of humans throughout history are not saved and have not been saved, and we mm-hmm. will not see them in heaven. And you read their stories, it's very easy to understand Ecclesiastes. And you look at it and say there is nothing new under the sun and nothing has any point or purpose outside of the grace of a heavenly father who loves us and is taking us to be home with him. Um, And and that study also proves valuable Um, throughout. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, look at Alexander, you know, he might have conquered the entire world. And what was it for? He died at like 30 or something like that. So he didn't even get to enjoy it.
1: Exactly, And oftentimes I think too, like a lot of people want to pursue fame. They want to pursue fortune. Um, just even think for example, just someone really, really famous or fam- just someone we really revere a lot, like George Washington, for example. Um, I don't know if he's in heaven or not. I hope he is, but y- you know, I-, I have no clue. I can't say that or not. Yeah. But just imagine being in George Washington shoes. You were probably like one of the few people in history that at least in this nation is like just revered by just about every side. I'm not because not by everyone, but just by, yeah. but just about every side, because you know, first president, founder of a nation, usually that's what what happens. Um, but he's dead; he can't enjoy any of that fame or glory. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he really would have wanted to anyway, because he was a more humble guy. So he was, but it just...
0: made him supremely un- uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. But
1: know? I'm am ju- just using the point of like some people want that type of fame and glory; they want to be as well known as George Washington. They want to be known like I was the president of the United States or something like that. But when you're dead you can't enjoy that glory and mm-hmm. if you made a lot of money that's great but once you're dead you can't enjoy it um because you're dead yeah <laughs> you can't right. you can't actually go down you can't it's not like you can hear what people are saying about you it's not like right. you can see all the statues that people have built of you it's not that you you know you can't see all the buildings that are named after you or something like that all that stuff is just sand in the hand pretty much yep compared to eternity
0: yeah
2: and yeah.
1: that was something that came to my mind especially in high school where it was like when I was thinking about what I could do for um um in the future what I could do for a profession and that was one of the things that kind of came into my mind and I was like I think the pastoral ministry is the best thing that I could do on earth to serve God's kingdom because all this other stuff like if I you know if I want to do something to get famous or I want to do something to get a lot of money it's like it's not gonna matter in the end yeah so I might as well do something that's a lot more worth or that has a lot more worth and help people. Well, again, it won't be me doing it. It'll be the Holy spirit, but just do what I can to be a vehicle for the Holy spirit. Right. And I think Gus is here, by the way.
0: That's hey, the door. <laughs> well, since he's here, I'll, we'll pause for a second. I'll check and make sure the camera's working. Okay. So how do we get back in this? <laughs> so I, we should probably just say hi to Gus. So he's not just suddenly there. Hey, Hey, so Gus is here. I'm here. What's up, Gus? Uh,
3: nothing much.
0: Life is good. <laughs>
3: Oh, my car was dripping something.
0: Oh, that's fun.
3: Um, But it looks like I'm almost out of uh, antifreeze, so I think that's probably what it is. Was it clear? I don't know. Did it's you smell quality. it? Did I smell it? You take your it two fingers evaporate. and
0: you go like this? No, dude, okay. I it.
3: saw it last night when I was on a date. I'm not going to stick my finger on the ground and smell it when I'm on a date. See, that's
0: the difference between you and me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Plus, it's a good... I like to say that. <laughs> I, well see i knew i'd be
3: able to figure it out later but yeah, i'm fair fairly enough. certain it is the antifreeze because i only have like like a little bit left mm. so gotta I check mean, that out
0: it's also i mean did you drive it a bunch yesterday yeah it could yeah. just be like dripping from your radiator or something like that it's right. been fairly humid right that's true I it hasn't suppose. been warm but it's been humid so. yeah
3: and i checked the oil too you know yeah and it looks fine so I don't know. Car stuff is never fun, but it is fun. Like, oh, yeah. I like doing mechanic It's fun to things. solve those problems. Exactly. Exactly. It's not fun when they arise. <laughs> so when they yeah, except so when they cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But if you can fix
0: yeah. it on your own, it doesn't cost as much money. Bingo. Yeah. 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 Helps to have some knowledge. Mm-hmm.
1: Something I need to get better at. I, I know, like, barely anything about cars. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: What, what, are, what, are, what are some things like, we just knowledge don't know about cars? About? Hmm? Knowledge. About cars. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm,
3: I, this is a segue. This we are, are segwaying. No. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I won't. Goodness well, now that I gracious. pointed it out, it's awkward. Never mind. Never mind. Back you it up. Back it up.
1: <laughs> yes. All right. Go ahead, Mal. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I I just know the very basics. Like, and that's, okay. that's yeah. about it. I wish I need to know. What's more one more of else? the basics? I just, I mean, I know the drive. It. That's okay. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good.
3: <laughs> Gas means go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. That's Break a good basic. Stop. Yeah, right, left,
0: yeah. blanker. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, fill up the blinker fluid every once in a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a joke. It's not serious. I know you know. <laughs> I don't look at me like that. You okay. That. So, <laughs> why we were talking about uh, history and and knowledge, um, and how it can help shape the Christian life. Um, what are just practical things about being a man? Maybe even not even particular being a Christian man. Why does it come in handy to have some knowledge? Just well-roundedness overall. I mean, you can.
1: I mean, Ben kind of mentioned it when you were talking, going to other cultures, just being able to talk to other people. But not even just in other cultures, you have conversation things to talk about too, and you, you, you know stuff more than just you know more stuff than just like oh I have to go here or something like that, or oh I know I have to go this way to go to like you know the grocery store or something like that. It's just like a general well-roundedness, and also too, the more and more at least you kind of pursue that knowledge, I think the more and more you usually want to keep pursuing it. Yeah. At least that's kind of my mindset for it. It's it's actually kind of fun to learn. Learning is fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you say, and school isn't necessarily, I hate being in school. Like, I despise hey, being a student. Hey. I despise being a student. You can hey okay. yeah, me all you okay, want. Okay, I'm okay. never going to nope, like being fair, a student. But I love learning. Um, so I can swallow the student pill every once in a while. Um, but mostly I just love learning and I love gaining that knowledge. I don't really know what it – maybe I just am adverse to authority. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I just I, – I do not like being a student. I I'm usually like being a teacher. I just hate being a student. But I –
3: I don't mind that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, I've never heard that song me,
1: before. Let me, let yeah, we'll I was like, that's song. not Apple. Dorm- <laughs> normally mine's always on uh, vibrate, so but I, I must
0: have like butt turned. Oh, it was oh, you? Oh, there you yeah, go. Oh, okay, mine. good. So the battery's not been dying on my <laughs> yeah, phone or something. Okay. Off, oh, um, But uh, so the – oh, Ben, like we kind of hinted at that with, with the cars, right? If you have a little bit of knowledge, you can save yourself some money. I mean that doesn't just go for cars. That goes for all kinds of things. Whether it's just working on your house, um, you know, working on your car, uh, just like even down to like if you can put your own postage on your on stuff you're mailing, you're gonna save a couple of bucks. You know, things like that. Doing your own taxes if they're simple enough. I with the called worker stuff, I just send it off to a send it off to an accountant. But like if you can, if it for somebody that isn't quote unquote self employed. It's not that hard to do your taxes on your own. You know, things like that that can save you a ton of money over time when you've got a family and things like that. That's definitely worth learning. Yeah.
2: I think too, a big a big pro of knowledge as a Christian is being able to better understand certain concepts of the Bible too. Mm. Um can't think of any examples off the top of my <laughs> head, but it it, it exists nonetheless. Um, like I guess math. This is maybe maybe more so common sense than something that you learned. But thinking of Jesus and the and the miracle of feeding the five thousand, you know that a couple of loaves and a couple of fish cannot feed five thousand people. Yeah. Um, that wasn't or a making example. the sky, Well, because we know that. Sun, well, yeah. because we know that
3: math. Yeah. We know that it's an incredible miracle. Right. Exactly. By it happening. Right.
0: You know. Yeah. Or making the su- the sun stand <laughs> still in the sky, mm-hmm. like Malachi was talking before about like one little thing in your body goes wrong and everything stops. Right, you're just dead. Well, the same thing is true about the nice. world. If the sun stands still, it's not like everything just like, keeps going the way it wa- the the tides stop. The like does the moon stop when the sun stops? And like all that all of those questions. Like if the sun stands still, life stands still. And yet the Lord made the sun stand still, and life kept going. Mm. You know, or um, you talk about you think about uh, the miracle of Jesus calming a storm. If you mm. if you if you're just thinking about it as a storm and like Jesus can do anything, yay, calm the storm, that's cool. But if you understand how weather works, that's a miracle, right? <laughs> you right. know, yeah. like to make a storm go away like that. Like the clouds went away. The moisture has to go somewhere. The wind can't just stop. We don't even know what wind is. Besides, like air moving, like it's hot air and cold air, and it moves and stuff. But yeah, why pressure cells and like all that stuff? Like it just the more you understand, yeah. the more incredible that miracle is. Right. You know, um, and, and you say the more you understand the body, the more incredible it is that somebody would come back from the dead and, and still have scars and, and all that kind of thing. The more miraculous it becomes. Um, And the more unexplainable it becomes, and the more you start to see the Lord in day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Why else is it a good thing to have some knowledge, some working knowledge of things in the world? Well, I I mean, I like to think of... (laughs) We're all dead. Bueller. (laughs) Bueller. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I even think about... um, You were talking before about being able to, you know, relate to people and spread the gospel. I mean not to diminish spreading the gospel, but just even having friends, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's a lot. If you only know something about one thing, it's really hard to make a bunch of friends, you know? Oh, oh. If you don't have, if you only have one, um, you were, you turned, you ignoring, okay? <laughs> 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 uh, if you only, if you only, I forget sometimes that there are people listening that can't see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why
1: what I'm doing now is
3: okay. Right,
0: yeah, <laughs> it is okay. Uh, anyway, so we forget sometimes, what was I talking about? You're talking about uh,
1: no. Okay, so I think I know what you're getting at. you were talking about how you need to know more than just like one thing. Otherwise, uh, it's yeah, like how yeah. do you how do you even talk to people if right. you don't know stuff? Like you need right. to know like things, yeah. and um, more you know, the more conversations you can add, the more things you can start. You know, it's gonna get yeah. boring if all you know is like um, you know, the Packers or something like right. that. Like, you got to know more than just the Green Bay Packers. You have to know. Like... I mean, but do you? Yes, <laughs> God is a Green Bay Packer fan. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, <laughs>
0: Titans. What can I say? You're from Montana. See, I respected (laughs) you (laughs) until now.
3: Hey, first of all, last (laughs) season, like not this past season, but the one before.
0: Yeah. Well, no, both this was, season they were pretty good too. Yeah, but everybody, good. everybody
3: figured out their running game, so it was it's like true. But well, their running game them. is Derrick Henry. Like, they <laughs> yeah, just feel exactly. Hey, like they're,
0: they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry, and they're not that good at throwing. Yeah, no, they're horrible. <laughs> we at know throwing. how to prepare.
3: Okay, that's not
0: the point. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, so if you, if you uh, football is a great example right. of that, there's a whole lot of people in the world who either football or basketball or whatever it is, they just nerd out on it, and that's great but they have no understanding of anything else and no interest in anything else. And so somebody that comes along and has no interest in basketball, they have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. They And you can't have a relationship with somebody if you have nothing to communicate over. Um, we've talked about before the idea that that men bond shoulder to shoulder. right? Women mm-hmm. often bond face to face. Men bond shoulder to shoulder. They're doing something together. Well, if you want to be friends or build a relationship with somebody that doesn't have the same interests as you, or and you only have a couple of interests. It makes that a lot harder. Think mm. about um, historically through time, you know, how many dads have had a kid out in the garage, been trying to work on a car or something like that, and the kid has no interest in the car. Mm. And how frustrating it is when dad just gives up and stops. You know, like how many men have you heard talk about a situation like that? How many movies have been made about some guy who has massive dad issues because dad didn't have any other interest in any other way to relate to his son. He was banking on that. Mm. And then all kinds of issues developed. The world literally changed for this kid because dad wasn't flexible enough to have some other sort of you know, segue into relationship with his son. And that's a very important thing. If you want to (laughs) – this is a bold statement. But if you want to be able to make friends, you have to be able to relate to – that's not that bold. You have to be able to relate to them. It's a lot easier to relate to people if you have a knowledge base Mm -hmm. that's broad. Okay. So let me throw
3: this at you then. So what about the idea that – okay. Just – roll with it for a second so (laughs) so the idea that what i'm about to say is a little ridiculous okay well i don't know i mean it might be so the idea that now having knowledge may not be as necessary because we have phones because we have the internet at our fingertips at all times i mean it is inconvenient if you have to look something up right before you have a conversation about it but in theory we have all the knowledge virtually all the knowledge in the world available to us all the time so what i guess the question is is what is the worth in having it stuck in your head you know having that information in your mind when you can just as easily in an hour before you have to talk to somebody about something do a whole bunch of research you know what i mean
0: well what happens when that goes away well
3: okay right that's fair but i mean you know what are the odds of that though
0: i mean like uh so you're right the odds of like being in a car accident and your phone gets destroyed it's not going to matter oh, if you sure, have a working sure, sure, sure. knowledge of Teddy Roosevelt's presidency, right? <laughs> That's not going to have a whole make a whole lot of difference. Um, but the incidental things, like how to navigate in the woods, you know, how to stay warm on a cold night, how to build a fire, how to fix a car, how to, um, you know, how to, to, how to set a bone, how to like all of those things are going to be incredibly important. Then in that moment, and if mm-hmm. you don't have any of that training or that knowledge. You're, you're at a significant, significant dif- disadvantage, and there may even be loss of life or loss of health because of that lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the value of – similar to what we were saying, the value of the other things like study of history and things like that is you can now learn from those experiences and move forward. Granted, book knowledge isn't going to totally save you if you're stranded in a wilderness all alone or something like that.
3: It, th- yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, you can – Lean on those quote unquote shared experiences that you've read about because there's it doesn't matter how many friends and relatives you have, you are never going to have the wealth of knowledge that you can gain by reading. Um, and so, like, those things are going to come in helpful, they're going to come in handy. Like, you, if I was going to be stranded on a desert island and I knew it ahead of time, I probably wouldn't read the Swiss Family Robinson and be like, all right, I'm good to go. But having read the Swiss Family Robinson, I might have some ideas about how to be resourceful. You live anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, um, I, like I try to. That was a bad example. But I think you understand what I'm saying. Somebody help dig me out of this hole. <laughs>
1: no, I, I I get what you're saying, and then I guess too. What I'm thinking is like I was thinking more towards conversation type things too. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't want to. No one wants to be that guy who's just like, all right, I gotta better just look this up and right. like read a Wikipedia page or something like that. I mean, <laughs> well, right, it's not- a lot better when you actually just have the stuff in your mind if you want to keep talking and like you know you don't have to keep looking at. Well, but phone
3: see, maybe for people like us, but like talking to some of the younger guys, they're perfectly fine with doing that kind of stuff, and it's really weird. You know what I mean? Like they're a okay with just fact checking everything and then being the one with the information that is irrefutable because it's on the internet.
0: You know what I mean? Well, but that also ruins the art of disagreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, you know? right, right. And, and then beyond that, you're totally dependent on the commentary of the source. Mm-hmm. So like, you can't really... I mean, you got people arguing about... Before The Last Dance came out, and everybody knew that The Last Dance was coming, there were a whole bunch of people that were arguing about you know like whether or not LeBron was the greatest ever or whether it was MJ or all that. And then after that comes out and all of a sudden a whole generation finally learns something about Michael Jordan, that conversation has pretty much died. And in fact, in the last couple of days here of this recording, LeBron referred to himself as the GOAT, and there was an uproar. And it doesn't mean that everybody agrees that Le- that MJ is the best ever, and I'm not making a statement about whether he is or not. But the fact that the conversation literally has pretty much died just because a lot of people have a lot more information, and they've seen exactly what happened and what, what you know, what was going on, that knowledge has completely changed the conversation, and that's true about all kinds of things. You know, you can talk about, you know, every kid shows up, maybe not every kid at a country school, you know, like like I'm at right now at St. Paul's. Not really a country school, whatever. Like you show up and you and you say, "All right, I bought a Chevy," and a bunch of half the room's going to be like, "Chevy, you know, what a piece of garbage," and the other half of the room is going, "Ford means found on road dead," you know, and none of them know anything about cars. Chevy's Cummins, right? Sorry, that's off. That uh way. no, that would be Dodge, and that's diesel Dodge's Cummins.
3: Thing. Yeah, Dodge's Cummins, Ford is Power Stroke. Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: This is an old conversation that I was yeah. wrong. Sorry, no 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 no, was... no, 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 no,
3: no. I'm just trying to. Sorry, so he's just rubbing salt. No, that, in I'm, I'm just rubbing I'm salt, just, salt in I'm my just diesel. Digging wound. into my Montana roots, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Ford does make their own diesel. I, do, do, yeah, the Ford makes the power yeah. power stroke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Back to the topic. Back I had. to the topic um yeah you can't beat your friends over the head with knowledge if you don't have knowledge so
3: so i'm gonna throw another statement out there for you guys to disagree with because i disagree with it as well but this is since i've been in touch with the youth (laughs) in an appropriate way that might sound weird sorry it didn't. I tell so you. I, said that now you've made. Yeah. Well, year. he laughed, and I thought that's why it no, no, was I weird. Do what you, no, I knew okay. you Because
0: we oh. all interact with the same people. Okay. <laughs> that's why. I do I so, knew
1: what you, do what you <laughs> meant, but yeah, it's just like you, we are you.
0: Like it's just like
1: I know what the yous uh, are uh, talking about. Hey, like, honestly, I know what the folks two or
0: three years younger than me are saying. Yeah. Although you also are right when you pointed out the cell phone thing. You're like the young folks that there is like a quote unquote divide See, between there seriously like is. the twenty. Two-year-olds and, and the 17-year-olds. Ser- yeah, and it's crazy. Is. It's
3: seriously crazy. Yeah. But, okay, so this is something that I've been hearing. um, Not from a ton of students, but it's just something that I've heard before. And it seems to be something that's not necessarily negated by other people of that age, I guess. That age being 18-year-olds and below. The idea is that the availability of knowledge makes you more knowledgeable. Okay? So... Like, the conversation that I had was, okay, so because I'm taking this class, I have more knowledge available to me, and who's to say if I learn it or not, but because I have it available to me as opposed to this other person who doesn't, I'm more knowledgeable than they are, even though I might not actually learn it learn that information Well,
0: but in this day and age is available to anybody anytime anywhere okay, right 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 and Who so phone this phone is service?
3: kind of this is kind of like a segue from what we were just talking about yeah. but that's something that i've been hearing a little bit more often and see in my mind it's like well obviously not like just because you have more knowledge available to you that by no means makes you more knowledgeable i mean there's potential for you to become wiser maybe or you know like just know thing more mm-hmm. things but What's that do for you?
0: It doesn't. Yeah. But on the other hand, like I think it I'm I just keep going back to sports because I think it's the easiest example of Sure. It. Uh, but you look at like a, a kid in seventh and eighth grade who is just insanely in love with baseball, right? Like lives, breathes, and poops baseball. Um, and cannot think about anything else. He's gonna be looking up stats constantly, all the time, no matter what, always looking up stats. But that means that eventually and, and as annoying as it is. When he's 22 years old, he's going to have a brain full of baseball stats. He's not going to remember everything he always looked up, but he's going to remember a lot of it, and he's going to be able to pull on that knowledge base. So there is a benefit to the Google culture. It's not like everything you look up just goes in one ear and out the other, and you win your conversation, and you leave. Mm. Some of that knowledge stays with you, and that's a tremendous advantage. But I think you're also right to say that you don't want to be Googling everything all the time. Right. Like You should have some foundational knowledge to build on in your own brain and in your own mind. You should have some hooks to hang it on. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think?
2: I, I think there's definitely a like two sides to the coin that you're talking about. I, I'd like to add that we have access to books and writings, especially those that aren't under copyright rules for free. So many different ones that we can access that people wouldn't have had as easy access as we do now. Uh, you would have to go into I mean, and think about podcasts or, and things yeah. like that too, yeah. Yeah, like this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on the opposite side of the coin, though, sometimes having so much information can take you away from experience because we don't only learn from reading and from statistics and and, and information, but also just from experiencing things. And if you get too caught up sometimes in the information aspect of of knowledge sometimes you don't have the opportunities to yeah run into a a car problem or something like that where you have to have to learn it
0: yeah you get this like false sense of wisdom and knowledge because you've never actually been challenged and put in that situation i think that what you're reminding me of is um a a conversation i listened to once i remember who was talking about it but they were talking about like um they're talking about Six Flags and they're using the Six Flags analogy—the idea that uh, it's super fun, so it's all Six Flags, you know. Um, but the scale of fun, like the suck, the fun to suck ratio, has to be high to really, really like Six Flags is fun. Sorry. Six Flags, I know it's, it's I did not do a good job introducing the that. fun to suck ratio. Okay, so we all know that six one. Six Flags, Six okay. Flags is fun, but you're done with Six Flags, you go home, and you're gonna be like, "Yep, that was fun." You're not gonna be like laying at home and. Unless you're like an eight-year-old kid who just loves it, you're not gonna be laying at home like, "Man, that was so cool! I can't wait to go back." It's gonna be like, "That was a pleasant day. That was fun. Those rides were fun." Um, but actually, it the when you crank up the amount of work that goes into it and the amount of experience surrounding it, it's going to make it even more fun. So, like, and that could be something about relationships. You know, like it might be, you know, the the best date you've ever had with your girlfriend. And so that's going to make roller coasters a whole lot more fun from now on because you're just going to think about it that way. But you can also think of it from the the, the work perspective where, you know, like you get to the top of – you're going for a a big hike. You hike for like three days and camp out in the wilderness, and you get to the apex of a mountain, and you just go like, wow. Like, look at this. And you've put all that work in and all that time. That thrill is about a – I don't know how much bigger, but that is a much larger thrill than getting to the end of a roller coaster and being like – that was fun. I hope I don't puke. You know, like those are two, they're both fun. They're both enjoyable. They're both a rush, but one is a whole lot bigger than the other. Like the other, the, like the other would be like skydiving. You can go get on like the, the Tower of Doom or whatever and drop really fast. And you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach and you're like, ah, that was fun. And then, but you know what's going to be even more fun is going and getting up in an airplane and doing a tandem jump. You know, or you're strapped to somebody, and you actually jump out of an airplane. Still, pretty much zero danger. Like it's almost no more danger than there was on the roller coaster, but way bigger fun. You know, and then even that, like real skydivers will be like, "That's not even. That doesn't even count. Like you jump from this height, and you were strapped to somebody else. It's way different than like a." Halo jump where you're jumping from, you know, like 25,000 feet and your parachute doesn't open until 2,000 feet or whatever it might be, right? Like that kind of a free fall, that's going to be a whole nother experience. It's going to be a whole level above. Um, And and the guys that do that, they never go back to riding roller coasters, you know? Like there's a whole nother level of of experience there. And I think what's happening with this culture, to bring it around here, what's happening with this culture is we're riding a roller coaster and riding a roller coaster and riding. In a roller coaster, coaster, and riding a roller coaster, and you can Google anything anytime. You can watch a movie about it, and now you've got a knowledge base. But you never actually dive in and experience or understand something, right? Like if you have a hankering for adventure, what do you do? Well, and I think part put out of that, a movie about the Wild West. You know.
3: Well, I was just gonna say I think part of that is that people are scared to zero in on one thing. Like they feel like if you were to start dedicating time to something can only be one thing and i mean honestly to become truly a master at something that's what it takes you have to zero in on it and put the time in i mean like look at martial arts right mm-hmm. all the greatest martial artists there have ever been they spend thousands on millions of hours doing j- okay maybe not millions i don't <laughs> know how that works. but they I don't have to how win works, because but. they've
0: literally sacrificed everything else you at like conor mcgregor like his girlfriend is working pulling double shifts so that he can train. Like, if he does not win, he's going to his life is going to end as he knows it. He's in debt. Like, there's right. no way out, and that's as a major part of why he was so successful. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's hard because people don't want to. Well, like I just said, people don't want to pick something. People want to have that constant idea of, oh, I can do whatever I want. And then they keep living in that idea until they get too old. And then they're like, oh, shoot. I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. But well, it's know? a
0: tremendous risk to go all in on something. Right. You know, they don't right. want to have to sacrifice. Yeah. And if you don't sacrifice, the reward cannot be as great.
2: I think there's a definite like individualistic aspect to it, too, where in America we want to be self, self-independent and self-sufficient. So kind of the Renaissance man idea is, is promoted pretty often because then you can be more self-sufficient and don't have to specialize in something and be reliant on other people.
0: And there's value in that. Yeah. But it's also incredibly difficult then, like you said, to be an expert on something. Yeah. I think um, yeah. wisdom comes in two ways. Wisdom can either be hard won, or it can be forced upon you one of the oh, two yeah. right you can be sure. a victim of wisdom <laughs> or you can win Man. wisdom you know sure. and i would far rather i th- one of i think it's a teddy roosevelt quote um, and my buddy alex center uses it all the time like i would rather wear out than rust out you know either way either way it's going to come to an end i would rather wear out than rust out i would rather gain wisdom by action than gain wisdom by sure. apathy You know, like eventually I'm going to figure out that I, it's, it's valuable to be health, to live a healthy lifestyle. Am I going to figure that out when I have type two diabetes and I'm falling apart when I'm 60? Or am I going to figure that out when I've lived a long and healthy life and maybe I'll have to get a hip replaced or something along the way, but you know, I'll be 70 and healthy and happy and playing with my grandkids instead of falling apart. I can, I'm going to get the same wisdom either way. Um, but how do I, how do I go about getting it? I think too, like how much, uh,
1: I'm just thinking... I'm just using this as an example. I used to play video games a lot, and I'll be video games are the biggest waste of time. Like, probably of all things. And I'm not dissing well, anyone so like, It's a false sense um, of accomplishment. Like, yeah, it really doesn't mean No anything. one gives a crap that you got, like, you know, a high score and um, right. a Call of Duty or something it's like that. It's pure yeah. entertainment. First it's, of all, you're gonna probably yeah. lose to, like, some 11-year-old anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays, well, then, yeah. He will then trash-talk you the entire way. But, um, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and and I'm not, Again, I'm not dishing on video games. I still play them occasionally. They're yeah. fun. But, like, um, you just think about, like, there's people who play them literally, like, constantly. And they, they do nothing but play video games. And some of my friends from high school, that's, like, all they do. And that's, like, all they know. And just think when you're older, like, you're going to probably regret, like, I could have done things that were actually, like, real. I could have gone out and traveled. I could have learned stuff. I could have, like, learned a practical skill, for example. Like, I could have learned how to play piano. Or something like that, instead of just you know playing the same game for like you know, over and over five hours <laughs> right, a day, yeah. um, or more even. Yeah. And, but I, I think we could kind of relate it to that too. Like you, you know your decisions right now are going to affect your future,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, there's nothing wrong with doing like you know playing a video game every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with uh, you know. <laughs>
3: Sorry, sorry. No, you keep going. What, what, you, want, you want me you to want try it? it? Yeah, what? if you want to try it. New <laughs> Belgium, <laughs> what is it called? Uh, it's, it's a Voodoo Ranger, Ranger is yeah. what it's called here, yeah. Uh, not a sponsor.
0: <laughs> Unless they want to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you give
3: us a holler. It's IPA. Send us a yeah, check. I can tell that's an IPA. Send yeah, us yeah. a six-pack yeah. or a check. Wow. Ben's RA mode is kicking in on the podcast. Being responsible. I mean, and look stuff. what he has right here. Well, no, 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 because he doesn't want to
0: share germs, is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, fair enough. Uh,
3: <laughs> That's why I have to say to that. I mean,
0: yeah. like his girlfriend's back. He's sharing germs anyway, so. Mm. Okay. All right. Just
1: say Ben's face here. <laughs> um, but yeah, our, our decisions right now are going to affect the future and if i was in six say i'm 60 years old i would rather live with the the fact of knowing that i learned how to play piano i traveled to europe i traveled to you know south america or i um you know went out and actually did some fun things i would rather be at that age having the satisfaction that i did that than you know saying oh i played like six hours of you know, well, in certain group, every day or something like that. Yeah,
3: but to certain people, that is impressive, though. I'm just
1: saying. I, I, I
3: mean,
0: in like a sad way. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, okay, and, okay. And th- but there is, there is, there are some advantages to it, and there is something to be said for having a release. You know, like mm-hmm. I love to lift. I don't expect everybody else to lift. I don't play any video games at all. But like you said, I see the value even of them. I have no desire to participate. I also watch a lot of TV shows about like fixing things, <laughs> you know, cuz that's what I that's what I like. Those are things that interest me. Like I like work to work with my hands. And so that's something that I that I enjoy. And while you're, I mean Jay. I probably might someday regret, you know, like I, I could have made a couple of podcasts instead of, you know, like watching 8 hours of, you know, uh american pickers or whatever that um, is a great show <laughs> great i would show. spend 10 <laughs> hours watching that that and poncho but if i, I had like but at <laughs> the same th- at the same time like there has to also has to be a release oh, somewhere yeah, definitely. you know um and, and you gotta at some point step back from the work and do that oh yeah absolutely. so but it's all about choices and and everything has to be in moderation yeah
1: and my my mindset right. is mainly on people who like obsess over playing I'm, yeah again nothing well, wrong with say, playing, And, on and to bring
0: play. it back to the conversation the theme here is that also has to be something you consider like book book knowledge is great and important and valuable, but at some point you also have to actually go live a little life. But okay. But here's the thing though is mm,
3: people can make money playing video games. now. You don't make money going on a trip. You spend money to go on a ah, trip. But, well, okay, okay. But you see what but, I'm saying? Like there's a lot more, like if you're going to get into see, video games, that's not necessarily
0: games, true. So, like, you can make money playing video games, but you can also make money traveling. I know all kinds of people that have made money. Like, they travel for free now because they start a blog or they do something like, they they, they do video journals and things like that. And that's just as, I mean, the people that make money playing video games, that's just as rare. But you can do it. But then you have, I mean, then you're actually, like, interacting with people and you're, Mm -hmm. you're, Adding something to the world by playing video games. I said that it makes sense, but <laughs> it does. Yeah, it yeah. does. make it. Takes it takes practice and expertise to get to that point. Well, I and get here, all that.
3: Well, and I guess here's a good, like, kind of focus question. And I feel like the answer is fairly obvious, but it's like, well, then at that point, what really is the advantage of going out and seeing people? And I mean, to us, since we're Christians, it's like, well, then you get a minister to them, right? You get to somehow try and spread God's word. But you, you see what I'm. You see kind of what I'm saying? It's like since it's just as rare that people make money playing video games and people make money traveling to exotic places that everybody wants to travel to, you know? It's like... And at that point, I think money kind of becomes the focus. Don't let money become the focus. I was about
0: to say that is at what point do you say the money doesn't even matter? This is what makes me happy. This is what I want to do. Sure.
3: And so, I mean, who... I guess... at. Like
0: who are we to say which is better? Well, it's got to be related to purpose. Okay, it has to be related okay. to purpose. If you like, if if your purpose in life is to you know be great at play video, play all games, the Batman Arkham games. I don't. Yes. I, I have a hard time seeing that work out. <laughs> Same thing like we were talking before. If your goal is to have as much knowledge as possible, and your goal has nothing to do with eternity or you know knowing your Savior or relating to people or whatever it might be, like your purpose has to. Your purpose and the activities you're engaging in are going to be aligned whether you like it or not. If you're spending hours and hours and hours, you know, trying to have the perfect body, what's your, what, for what reason? Are you doing it so that you can get up on stage and, and, you know, get the the attention and, be able to have a platform to share the gospel, to share the light with the world, or are you doing it because you you know want the the, the, the riches and fame? Are you getting wisdom and knowledge so that you can be Bill Nye and prove everybody wrong and be the smartest and most respected? Although he probably shouldn't be, but you know the guy around. Yeah, chill out, dude. I, are you doing it for <laughs> do the say? glory, or are you doing it to better understand the universe and glorify our Father in Heaven? Are you studying Greek and Hebrew so that you can be you know some smart guy? So can flex. Yes, yeah, so you can <laughs> flex on everybody else and be like, Yay, yeah, hey, you don't understand, but I do." Or are you genuinely hoping you can help bring the gospel to people? In, well, in hey, a on better the weightlifting
3: form? side of things, then you get tattoos that. Are just Bible passages, and people yeah. are like, "Look there at that dude! Well, you say, but that's a good example too. It's like,
0: <laughs> are you are you working out all the time and trying to be healthy so that you can be sexy for all it is? or are you working no, out trying to be healthy so you can live a long life and be as useful as possible?
1: Scripture on your skin,
0: yeah, that's right too. So I'm comfortable <laughs> taking my shirt off and letting the world read the Bible passages tattooed on my flesh.
1: I, I guess it's kind of a thing where you know, whatever you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. All of it. And no matter what, I, that's, that's under all what was making me think because you know, do do all these things for God's glory, and you know that is an yeah. example of like you know lifting for God's glory. And right, come on, yeah, that's a cheers, that's a cheers right there. Bring it in, in guys. guys. Prost.
0: Prost. <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> that's like really convincing. Fake sip. That was good. <laughs> but, oh yeah, like that. there was a little bit left in there, but I
1: felt like I better at least like pretend. Yeah, you. Yeah,
0: you I'm glad well, you think. finished off
1: the <laughs> can since you're, you Yeah, know, this is yours.
0: I guess is a little salty, <laughs> but I'm really sorry. I no, don't, no, it's, it's fine.
3: fine. Okay, I, I, I was kidding. I was kidding earlier. Yeah. I'm well,
0: sorry. as we finish out here, we got a couple of minutes left. Um, we always ask everybody this. I haven't asked you this yet. Um, Gustav has had to answer it, I think, once. Um, but this is always what I ask my interview guests. But I, I, massive respect for you guys, so I want to hear your ideas as well. Um, what does it mean to be a Christian man, or what does it mean to be a man of God's own heart? And I think that ties in really well with the conversation we're having here, too. What does it mean to be a man? You
1: want to start, Ben? Sure,
2: sure, I can go. I'm, I'm a very slow thinker, so this might come out as I'm speaking. <laughs> uh, but a, to be a Christian man uh, means basically to follow the example of Christ and that is to, to live to God's glory, like you're saying, eat, drink, whatever you do, to the glory of God, um, not for yourself, but for, for everyone else. Um, and I guess that's that's a really good way to say Christian men and women, too. Um, so I suppose if you're looking for more so specifically a Christian man, um, it means especially taking up... The role that God has given you um whether that be a father or a husband or just a son um or a leader in in whatever job you do, just fulfilling the role that God has given you, and especially as men, we have a specific role that God has given us in the church outside of the church mm-hmm.
0: so yeah okay
1: yeah and i I have a very similar answer to and um I, you know, for me, it is about giving God the glory. You live your life for the glory of God. And it's kind of a part of just bearing your cross. And that, that is a part of that. Again, this is just Christian life in general, not even just specifically towards men. Um, your life is to model Christ and to bear your cross that you have during this life and to, to be a minister of the gospel. And, you know, that's kind of how I view it as a, you know, as, as a man, it's just my, you know, God has created me how I am. And, you know, my goal is to live a life that is worthy of his name. Obviously, I'm not going to do it perfectly because you know we're human. And again, the whole you know the focus isn't on me too. The focus is on Christ. You know, far be it for me to let that be the focus. Like, oh, I better be as perfect as possible. Otherwise, I'm going to go to hell. No, that's not a point. God already won. You know, Jesus won our salvation already. You are our goal. But since we have that motivation, we have that assurance that we are saved. We can live that life. And but yeah, as a man too, I'm just I guess. Again, I'm kind of I've kind of saying what's coming to my mind first. so um as Ben said, you know, just to, to live out that role and to glorify God by living living out that role, God made men and women the way he made them for a reason. um and you know, he made them different, and that's a good thing. Men and women are not the same, and that's a good thing. We're yeah. supposed to be different. We're- God has created us different for that reason. And, you know, and that's not saying women can't do like the same jobs men can do and stuff like that. That's Well, I say um, the a lot of times
0: we get uh, actually, um, I don't know when it'll come out, but the interview we just recorded yesterday with Matthew bound of Camp Phillip, um, he and I had had a big disagreement on a podcast like a couple of years ago. Um, and he, he asserted that um, being a Christian man and being a Christian woman are essentially the same thing. And I'm never going to quite agree with him on that um but the foundation that we a lot of times put way too much of our identity in the man or woman portion of it and not enough of it in the following jesus portion of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like following jesus is going to look very much the same for all of us it's going to be surrender and it's going to be different for every single one of us the man and woman portion of it is has far more to do with how we relate to our heavenly father than anything else and and the role that we play in the kingdom of heaven then then like there's not a list of things you must do in order to be a man it's just the contrary he says you know I, i guess here's the best way to say it girls and women relate to their fathers far differently than boys and men relate to their fathers yeah and our heavenly father calls himself our heavenly father he could have called himself our heavenly wildebeest if he wanted but he chose father and, and that's a picture that is powerful and meaningful to us. And I will never understand the way a daughter relates to her father the way that a woman will understand that. But I can tell you for sure it's different. Um, and so the way we relate to our Heavenly Father is vastly different, and we need to talk about that as men. And, and the roles that we play aren't significantly different, but he has made it clear who is accountable to him. Ultimately, for the health of our families and and our lives and our loved ones. Um, Also, going back to you, I mean, you're talking about walking with Jesus. Can I say you do an excellent job of it? Just picking up your cross and walking. I I appreciate you, man. (laughs) Thank thank you very much. If you guys don't know, so Malachi is the Greek coach at mlc and yeah he's one of the one of the reasons (laughs) not the only reason one of the reasons why i will some way someday successfully complete the pastoral studies (laughs) i'm
3: gonna pass this semester because of that yeah i don't think it's hardcore it's
0: a large Uh, a large portion of our success so thank you very much you do an awesome job of that no i'm not gonna keep embarrassing you i just want to put that (laughs) out there for the world
1: i appreciate it and i can say good things about every one of these uh, every one of you guys um all three all three of you guys are really really great guys too and um actually one of my friends we talked about this one um one of our nights it's like it's okay it's 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 okay you know i know men don't like talking about their feelings but it's okay to like say you know we appreciate you yeah, um, yeah. all three of you guys are really good guys uh i've i've really enjoyed getting to know you charlie <laughs> over these years and you know just it feels like years, i'm <laughs> sorry over this <laughs>
3: It feels like an eternity! It's oh only been a semester! I know! What a push
1: your is movie. in a lifetime! It feels like that! How much you go for? It. Gus, same thing with you, too. We You're... blood, everybody's car speakers, by the way. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I, that, that
1: was
3: just a slip of the tongue. Uh, but over this year, yeah, see... Yeah, see, a... Charlie's over there to make things serious
1: for you, and then I'm
0: just there to be the one
3: who
1: makes sure everybody's keeping it real. <laughs> Gus, I appreciate you coming in, too. I mean, it's a, it's a lighter place because of you. Oh, for sure. Um, I try. And then um, Ben Reckley, by the way, is probably one of the best example of christian men that i've ever known you, yeah you take your agree so you seriously, so seriously you're a humble guy likewise
0: and- well and-, and knowing your background and your story a little bit and like the way your childhood went just yeah. like if i don't know if you want to talk to that just a little bit sure. as far as your story go ahead i mean we're over sure. time now but go ahead yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh i was born with uh four five different congenital heart defects um how quick do you want this? <laughs> better,
0: better, better. Well, for yours, you gotta rapid, go. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'll do
2: the rapid. I'll do the rapid read. Uh, sh- long story short, I had a bunch of surgeries to try to uh, compensate for the uh, heart problems. Um, by the age of seven or eight, it was looking pretty grim. Um, probably, probably would have died had I not. Either, either, either died early or uh, had severe complications just trying to stay alive um around the age of 10 or so um but thankfully around the age of eight they kind of last resort was heart transplant and within a couple of weeks of being on the list i actually got uh, a donor um got the heart transplant and ever since been completely healthy no complications whatsoever that's Um, crazy so just uh, so many blessings god's God's grace is is so abundant in so many ways um and it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing that this isn't even the greatest thing that he's given me. Right? Yeah. 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 Just think about what Jesus has done for for all of us and that's that's just so much greater than than this. So Hopefully, I get to use this story yeah. in the future too. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, I see, what, I,
0: what I see in you, like and obviously not being like tight with your family or anything, but like your brothers and I, you know, were contemporaries in high school and things. Mm. And so, kind of saw what the family was going through, at least, yeah. you know. And uh, like there were so many, you know, like so many people saying things like, "Well, God will work through this." God will have like, and it's kind of clear now, you know, and, and, and sure. to see your sense of purpose is. is awesome you know like literally you can say you know the lord will have me here for as long everybody can say it but you like have this tangible clearly the lord wanted to be here doing something (laughs) you know um and and at any there is no end to the risk of a heart transplant right like you could fail at any time life expectancy is shorter um and so you have that tangible like i'm gonna do what i can until the lord takes me home and when he does what a glorious day you know which is cool yeah so, appreciate you guys all. Um, with that, go ahead and plug your stuff, Gustav.
3: Oh, I guess I don't care about what it takes to be, man.
0: Um, uh, I, we don't really have – sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard your thoughts before. Go, what? I feel I like know. I haven't talked about it. Okay, You know well, what, We'll Next get you time. some other time. time. Plug your stuff. <laughs> okay, hey,
3: <laughs> Gustaviano Wenzo on the Instagram. Um, otherwise, just look up Gustav Wenz. I'm like the only one there ever has been. Or hopefully will be, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> goes Gustav Jr. <laughs> yeah, no, there will be no Gustav Jr.
0: <laughs> Only Gustav the <II>. Second. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll okay, include links down below, by the way, to all of these. You want to plug anything? I don't have anything to plug. Okay, fair enough. Respect that.
2: Have, hey, I, hardcore email. respect. You <laughs> <So I'll, laughs> can give us your email if you want. <laughs> sure, I'll give it I'll give it in case people oh, oh. have questions or something. All I right, do it. Okay. So, B-E-N-R-O-E-K-L-E five at gmail.com
1: nice all right i, I all guess right. i might as well get my gmail t- there <laughs> we go there we go
2: uh malachi
1: mortensen, i'll spell it out m-a-l-a M- <laughs> goodness i forgot to spell my name m-a-l-a-c-h-i all lowercase dot m-o-r-t-e-n-s-e-n seven, eight, nine at gmail.com.
0: All right. And you can find the gird up podcast, no matter where you want to listen to your podcast, it's there. Uh, we're also on YouTube, uh, and you can find us on Facebook. Just type in gird up ministries You can find the uh, community there. Also, you can be a part of on Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're gird up underscore. Nope. Gird up. Yeah. Shoot. Underscore B underscore a underscore man. Um, you can find us, uh, oh, the website. I'll link that down below as well. TheGridatMinistries.com. All that good stuff. Go get yourselves a t-shirt. Uh, support the podcast. Any donations, of course, are totally welcome. Thank you, boys, for being on the show. Go be the men that God created you to be. Hello. Well done, yeah, sirs. Takes a ton, Charlie. This just fun. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. Hey,
3: I would really appreciate it if you asked me what it takes.
0: Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as Gird Up underscore like underscore A underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account, type in www.patreon.com forward slash Gird Up, And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does, is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.